What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the Hook and Ladder. Uh, I am Oates, and I'm here with my partner, Hardy. As always, thank you so much for joining the show, whether you're joining us on Facebook Live or on the Anchor app, whether you be listening through Spotify or whatever. Let's get to it, guys. It's time to talk some sports. Sports are coming back, so we're going to come back with a vengeance. You're going to see some more of this show, uh, whether you like it or not. Just yeah. kidding. We hope you like it. That's the whole Please point. support us. Yes. But as we always do, as everybody knows at the top of the show, let's hit them with the rapid rundown. The Jordan documentary has ended this past Sunday, so let's talk about it. Horace Grant calls out MJ details to follow. The NBA has a plan to be back in action by mid-July, so let's take a look at the standings. NFL free agency is continuing to move. We still have some pieces that are uh, going to be landing, so we got want to talk about what those possibly are involving some of our teams as well. Uh, the NCAA has approved voluntary workouts for football and basketball starting on June 1st, Cowboys DN Alden Smith has been reinstated to the NFL after a four-year ban, former 49er, so uh, oh, I thought yeah. he was a great player, and uh, wish him all the best as he comes back. The next ESPN documentary will feature a di- disgraced cyclist. Any guesses? I'm going to say that he has uh, one tender or no tenders. We'll have to check and Google that source. Mm-hmm. Our next show <laughs> will finally be a Madden showdown. Garrison's been avoiding this, trying to practice. <laughs> But it is in vain. Uh, it is in vain. The know, 49ers man. will be victorious. That's me. And uh, we have a new addition coming to our show, your daily sports brief. So let's hit it. Let's get it. Before we dive into whatever he just ran through, I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, it's uh, On This Day in Sports, one of our uh, favorite segments here. Uh, May 20th. We're going all the way back to 1920. Uh, 2020 on this uh, the Chicago police staged their biggest gambling raid in years on this day uh, 47 people were arrested at a single location the bleachers at Cubs Park so again this is May 20th 1920 uh, the article reads club officials have been aware of the problem for some time the gamblers had staked out their own section of the stands anybody in the park who wanted to place a bet knew exactly where to find the action Uh, The clubs were playing the Phillies. Once the gamblers knew who was pitching, they could calculate the odds and accept wages on the outcome of the game. When they got play underway, the action in the bleachers was even more intense. Now now there was betting on each pitch. At the end of the first inning, the undercover cops uh, that all kind of had hidden amongst the fans all stood up in, in one voice. They announced, you're all under arrest. The gamblers went meekly, but one of them tried the sympathy, sympathy angle. Do you want to break up a home? He pleaded to the nearest officer. My wife will get a divorce if she finds out about this. The cop was unmoved. This is my favorite part. The cop was unmoved and said, quote, six bits says she finds out. And that was courtesy of NPR. And that was on this day in sports history. James, what do you think about that? I think that that cop should be under arrest for betting. Oh, but... I mean, that was a pretty sick line, if I do say so myself. Well, I mean, if double standards are sick, then you would love police of today as well. <laughs> Fair enough. We're getting political here, and that's not our job. Is it political to say police are corrupt? That's not political. That's fact. To each their own. I, uh, so I don't. Way too many movies where they're corrupt to have them not be corrupt. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair movies enough. Movies are correct, right? A hundred percent. So is the internet, from what I hear. Um, <laughs> 
But anywho, on to our next topic. Our final thoughts on the Jordan documentary. Uh, I have no script for this. This is just kind of our yeah. our little yeah. our thoughts on it off the cuff. Uh, we didn't even talk about episodes seven and eight mm-hmm. before nine and ten. Uh, what did you think about episodes seven and eight? I think uh, the Sonics were in that. Mm-hmm. MJ's father uh, winning his first finals ever since his father passed away. That was really emotional. He played some baseball. Uh, what did you think about? Oh, we just had something happen there. But we're good. Okay. So what do you think about uh, 7 and 8? Um, I think that it was an interesting show. People say that it's further confirmation that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I think Michael Jordan is definitely the greatest player of his era. The more I dive into the conversation of who's the greatest of all time, I feel like it really just does depend on their era because you can't. it's hard to come to, to say what if, what would they do. Hypothetically, he would adjust. But... Um, really just impressed with that team and the way that they were able to dominate in that time. And I mean, it wasn't, I, I felt like the beginning, I was more like, oh my gosh, there's so much I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, I was like, more of the same. Um, kind of, I mean, I would have went and played baseball too. Just a, it, was a, it was a rough situation for him and a rough time. And the front office wasn't making it any easier for them. So Right. Yeah, I thought, uh, for those of you who watched episodes, uh, it was seven and eight. Uh, I, I really liked the part where uh, Jordan was watching the video of Gary Payton describe how he beat him up. And uh, if I would have guarded him, maybe the series would have been different. And uh, Jordan was just laughing at it the whole time. And um, it, the part that was really hard to watch, I think, was when he was just weeping on the floor in the locker room after they won against the Sonics 4-2. to two. It's just... He, he was a wreck. His father wasn't there to support him in, for the first time, and his father was his best friend throughout his whole life. So that was kind of a you know, a bittersweet inside look of that situation. Then 9 and 10, you know, I, I kind of remembered those jazz series, actually. I was, I think, uh, 6 or so. Yeah, I was 5 or 6. So yeah. I sort of remember everybody gathered around our little TV watching uh, MJ take on the Jazz. And uh, both of those series were really good. Um, so that was just kind of cool to relive that, uh, kind of hear my dad's perspective on it. So all in all, that was an excellent documentary. I'm kind of bummed it's over. Um, but, yeah, to your point about the whole era thing, you know, I – I would say MJ's the greatest, but at the same time, I agree that he even said um, in an interview back with Michael Wilbon back in 2009 that he cringes when people call him the GOAT uh, because he couldn't play against guys like Wilt uh, or uh, the doc, Dr. Irving. Mm -hmm. Uh, He couldn't play against those greats, so to just say he's better than them without even getting the chance to... Uh, compete against them, he has a hard time with that. So, yeah. uh, and that I guess goes for guys of the current generation like LeBron James. Um, so I, that kind of it's like okay, even if MJ is saying that, that that probably means I just need to let go of that whole goat argument. It's kind of pointless, you know, if if they can't play. Um, so, but in any case, I thought it was a, a fantastic yeah. series. Absolutely, yeah. It was a. It, as a video, as someone who does video, I think it was crazy just to think about like, can you imagine doing all that work and then not seeing the fruits of your labor until like thirty years later? Twenty twenty, yeah, 
Uh, That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, you do all that filming, you follow them everywhere they go, and they're like, all right, we're going to hold off for 30 years. Yeah. Like, uh, this may never be released to the public. My wife left me because I was on the road so long, and now... <laughs> but whatever. 30 years? You do you, MJ. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the way, as a video person yourself, what did you think about the way they compiled the show? Like, they were doing a lot of bouncing back, back and, and forth. Back and forth. The timeline for me was messed up. Um, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't like it. For me, the time, I just wish, like, they would have just gone straight through. But, I mean, I, I don't understand the, the choice of that. Maybe it was just a creative thought process for whomever was cutting the video. But I wish it was a, just a straightforward timeline. I'm not down for, like, bouncing back and forth. I really don't even like movies that do that. Right. You know? Right. Where it's like, you're watching, you're like, what is, what is happening? And it's like, oh, it's a flashback. You have to, like deduce that it's a flashback then for someone who wasn't like conscious i was alive but not conscious during the bulls times like i'm like okay are you guys talking about like what you were just showing me five minutes ago or, mm. oh no wait you're talking about five years before that you know right what I mean? so let me readjust so it's a good series uh recommend it if you haven't seen last dance watch it but other than that i mean at the end of the day, there was a lot of hype for it, but I felt like it was just an, another sports documentary towards the end. The beginning, I was like so bought into the hype that I thought that the beginning episodes were so amazing. Right. And then I was like, as they slowly started to come out, I was less and less intrigued and more watching them just for the sake of conversation. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. To the way they organized it, I agree um, large, largely. I will say... There were parts where I thought it did it a service to where they would bounce around because MJ would be talking about something in 93, uh, saying, you know, talking about a particular way maybe they played or a certain situation. Then they would bounce it forward to 96, and that same thing would be playing out in 96. So in a way, I thought they did okay at tying it mm -hmm. together when they did bounce around like that. But overall, yeah, I think a straight timeline would have done the show a, a little bit of a better service, especially to the kids who weren't even alive mm -hmm. back in those times. They're kind of probably going like, what yeah. what, the, what am I watching? So. Did you hear that Scottie Pippen was upset in the way he was portrayed? Really? Yeah, he was upset. He was really upset. And I guess the... The fact of the matter is, is that like he never during his, the interviews that he got tried to like defend his stance. He was just saying like, "Yeah, I did what I did." You know what I mean? He right. was like, "I'm sorry." In hindsight, I should have changed my mind, but he was upset about the way he was portrayed. Interesting. And you know, there's another person who was upset about some comments that were made on the show. Horace Grant is taking Michael Jordan to task. This is an article by Fox News. Uh, former NBA forward Horace Grant, who played with Michael Jordan in the early 1990s, vehemently denied he fed author Sam Smith, who was an investigative reporter, by the way, in the show, uh, information about the team for his book, The Jordan Rules. Jordan made the claim during the Last Dance documentary, and Grant got his chance at a rebuttal Tuesday during an interview with ESPN 1000's Cap & Co. Uh, the quote starts, uh, lie, lie, lie. So it seems like he disagrees. Uh, if MJ had a grudge with me, let's settle this like men, Grant told the Chicago-based radio station. Let's talk about it, or we can settle it another way. Sounds peachy. I think a uh, charity boxing event is in order. I agree, yeah. Um, Give Jordan they both look a little some pounds. They both look a little pudgy. So yeah, they got to you know, get, <laughs> get to the gym, practice, warm up, you know. But yet, 
And still, he goes out and puts this lie out that I was the source behind the book. Sam and I have always been great friends. That's the author. We're still great friends. But the sanctity of the locker room, I would never put anything personal out there. The mere fact that Sam Smith was an investigative reporter, that he had to give two sources, two, to write a book, I guess, I guess, why would MJ just point me out? It's only a grudge, man. I'm telling you. It was only a grudge. And I think he proved that during the so-called documentary. When if you say something about him, he's going to cut you off. He's going to try and destroy your character. What? Jeez, pretty uh, cutting remarks. Grant also took issue with Jordan talking about walking into a hotel room during his rookie season and seeing his teammates doing drugs. He wondered why he would want to bring any of that up. My point is, why the hell did he want to bring that up? What's that got to do with anything? I mean, if you want to call somebody a snitch, that's a damn snitch right there, Grant said, end quote. And that was courtesy of Fox News. So uh, what's what's your reaction to all that uh, lovely dialogue right there? Or I think that I think that Jordan really is super sensitive to when people talk about him, but he's very open in talking about other people. Mm. I don't like that. I think it's a double standard. I think that... Um, same with Charles Barkley. We talked about that in an yeah. earlier episode. Yeah, and uh, I just think that he sometimes gets a little bit soft, to be honest. Like, I mean, I know he's a hardcore competitor, but now that he can't prove himself on the court and someone says something about him, he's very quick to like be upset. And um, I don't think yeah, he has anything to be upset about. His career speaks for itself. Uh, now, as far as like being mad that somebody gave as a source and then you saying, I saw my teammates doing drugs, that's like the pot calling the kettle black you know what i mean that's right. you're doing the exact same thing that you're upset about so i think that horace grant has a point right and uh i think that they should box <laughs> you <laughs> heard it here first hook and ladder with hardy and oats setting up a boxing session mj horace reach out to us and we'll set it up um here in lewiston idaho and if they don't box each other then they can uh one of them can box mike tyson he's ready yeah, shoot, we should have had that on the show he today. Looks good. Yeah, people are challenging him left and right. I'm not down with like younger people challenging him though. Like, it's like you're in the prime of your life, and now you want to fight him, and he's like almost sixty. But my dad said that George Foreman fought in his fifties and won. Really? Yeah. Really. So. I've also heard uh, NFL former NFL running back Herschel Walker. Uh, he was doing some MMA stuff, if I remember correctly, and he actually won about. So he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, that would be cool to see Mike Tyson. If you guys are watching Tyson. online, we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to drop any questions, comments below that you want to hear us talk about here on the Hook and Ladder, as well as on Spotify or the Anchor app or however you may be listening. Uh, Anchor actually allows you to send in questions, so please feel free to do so. We'd love to interact with you guys. Um, so, boom, let's let's move on to some NFL News, Cowboys DN Alden Smith. Sounds weird to just say that he's like in the NFL and say his name attached to a team and leave it to the Cowboys to sign somebody who has been kicked out of the league for a while. I think they did the Since same 2015. With, yeah, I think they did the same thing with Greg Hardy. He got kicked out. He was on the Panthers, and then the Cowboys signed him after. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Alden Smith, really, when he was on the 49ers, he would get in trouble for such dumb things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... Um, was driving it under domestic the dispute along with like having unregistered guns in his car i believe and like things like that during his rookie year then it was like later on it was like domestic stuff so it's, i'm glad that he's back in the nfl with the opportunity to prove that he's matured and he with you know with fame and fortune that come when you're young obviously mistakes are bound to happen 
Um, I'm not above anybody or speaking down on the guy, so wish good luck to him. But So Smith, he's now 30 years old, has not played in the NFL uh, game since he was suspended as a member of the Raiders who signed him after he got released from the 49ers uh, because of legal substance abuse issues. Now that's another thing he could not stop uh, smoking weed either. Um, now that he was, now that he's been reinstated, he will receive ninety thousand dollars from the Cowboys as part of a one-year deal he signed in April that could be worth up to four million dollars. So there's incentives in there. Um, that's exciting. He's a great D lineman, dude. When yeah. he was on our team and we had Justin Smith. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so long Patrick ago. Patrick Willis to say behind that. him. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Bowman. Oh my gosh. That was a scary. That was you know you, that's you had, we had Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. You had the Legion of Boom up north, and then you had the 49ers defense both in the same division. Yeah. Those were some battles. Good times, dude. That's Very when good that, times. Uh, that's when for me, anyways, like people are like, Dallas Cowboys and 49ers are rivals. We're rivals. Blah blah blah. And I'm like. I don't even think about the Cowboys. We are rivals with the Seahawks. Right. And it was kind of in its young budding, um, right? But now it's, I think it's, I think personally, I think it's the best rivalry in the NFL is the Seahawks 49 Right now. Just to see both of those games last year, the way that we played each yeah. other at each other's like houses and. And both of them were good games. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks are retooling, you know, their roster to try and keep, try and keep up. Uh, with the 49ers overall but definitely you have could have the, said the same thing about us two years ago that we were trying to keep up with you guys right right so it's like a back and forth right now yeah. uh, but about alden smith you know i yeah i remember him with the 49ers he was just this super long super athletic mm-hmm. defensive end just a prototype what you want coming off the edge uh he could use his strength to blow up a left tackle or he could, and he can rush both sides of the ball, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, yep. too. He could be a stand-up rusher. He could he could drop back into coverage. Yeah. He's just all he over the place. He has his ability to like to separate from the lineman, not even be off the block, and then grab the running back and then bring him in. You know, yeah. it's just like you're being blocked when you're tackling tackling an NFL running back. Obviously, not on one, one like beast mode, but right. Um, but most other running backs, he's he was just really incredible, and I'm excited to see him get a chance again. And the question is, at age 30, what's he going to bring to the table? You know, is he still going to have that explosive to, to where he can fend off an NFL lineman all the while bring down a yeah. NFL running back right. running full speed at so, him? The, um, the bad news is four years off from sports. The good news is four years off from football means that that's four fresh. years that you weren't playing football. Um, so to, to be able to come back and, like you said, be fresh. Like Le'Veon Bell always struggled with. Uh, longevity issues, injury mm-hmm. issues, takes the year off, sits the year out, comes back, and is healthy the whole year. That's a good thing, you know, for yeah. people. So I'm excited to see Alden Smith back in the NFL. Even though he's with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just excited for I'm, I'm As somebody who's pursued a career in playing football for a little while, and now granted didn't really go anywhere, but the fact that I did that, I didn't really care what team I was on. So as an athlete, seeing him just land a spot, I'm not like so attached to fandom that I'm not happy for him. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, in fact, I saw an article today that talked about uh, former Cowboys defensive lineman Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, he, he thinks the Cowboys defensive front could be one of the best in the NFL. Uh, with the addition of Alden Smith, too, that just makes it all the more potent. I don't know. And Maybe the addition of Andy Dalton. <laughs> you, Listen, hear, you hear that, Dak? Dak, we talked about how you should have took your money. But you bet on yourself, so hopefully you do well. But the fact that a former All-Pro is sitting behind you, 
better step your game up. Yeah. You better step A guy your game who up. still has talent and knowledge of the game. Yeah. yeah. Just been playing on terrible teams. Yes, yes. Granted, in the four playoff games he was in, he threw two touchdowns and six interceptions. So... Yeah, if you guys think Andy Dalton's trash, comment trash buckets below. If you think that he's a worthy uh, NFL quarterback, tell us that as well. Yeah, take it easy. He is a fellow ginger, so I will be offended if you uh, go after his gingerness. Um, Why would being a ginger make him not as good, though? It doesn't. It makes him better. It Right. Cause he's somehow. Like, he fights. <laughs> like, think about it, guys. He's got to get to the practice facility early to put sunscreen on. He's got all these things that he's got to do. So, you uh, know, and throwing with the slipperiness of sunscreen is tough. He can this, do it. This is true. Although it does help him avoid tacklers by slipping away from them. That You know, they got sunscreen right, yeah, all they over try to sack him, but sunscreen gets everywhere and... Where are we going with this? Let's let's. It's let's, a podcast. Who cares? Yeah, fair <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, we go we go where we want. Yeah, this is our show. You start your own show if you don't like it, yeah, well, but please don't. Don't. Um, so we kind of went past this a little bit. Let's go to the NBA restart plan. Okay. Uh, there are talks for players to resume training in early June and to resume the season mid July. So this is kind of like a training camp 2.0. We're talking about here because you know players have been off for a few months. Now they're going to have to start regenerating that basketball fitness that we call it. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to the current NBA standings, and we'll take a look here. Uh, out west, you've got the LA Lakers sitting atop the West, uh, I believe, with 49 wins. As soon as this loads up, uh, bear with us, guys. The Wi-Fi uh, here at uh, the church not always the best. Ooh, gotta, talking trash. Yeah, gotta gotta fix that. Just throwing it out there. Okay, here we are. <laughs> LA Lakers 49 and 14. The LA Clippers 44 and 20. Denver Nuggets 43 and 22. Um, and suddenly a pop-up ad is in the way, uh, so I'm not a fan of that, I must say. Hey, that rhymed. Mm. Look at me dropping these sick beats. Uh, but anyways, out on the east side of things, uh, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, who have run away with the whole thing and are likely... I think they could come out of the west, the east. Sorry, this could be their year. I don't know. When you think, see, when you think of those top teams, what jumps to mind? Um, well... Obviously, I'm rooting for the Milwaukee Bucks to come out of the East because uh, former teammate from high school, DJ oh. Wilson, um, he well, he was really in eighth grade my last year that I was in high school, but he was practicing with us um, and just an incredible talent and uh, went on to play at Michigan. Now he's on the Bucks. He doesn't really see a whole bunch of playing time this year, but excited for him. He's been on the team for over three years now and just continuing to make a career in the NBA, which is exciting for him. So hope they come out. And honestly, like, they're so deep. Yeah. You know? And uh, really, they have big men that can stretch the floor and shoot threes. And, like, I remember watching the Lakers-Bucks play earlier this year. And, like, close game. Giannis just backing down LeBron and turning and dunking on him. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is, I don't want to get into a heated debate, but, like, this is why I don't think LeBron James is the best, because I constantly see him go up against one player that makes him look like there's no way he's the best in the world. KD has done it to him before. Now, granted, LeBron's done it to KD right back, but Kawhi has consistently stood in front of LeBron, and you could, I could not say that he's better than Kawhi 
Ooh, Garrett Thigpen, a big LeBron fan. Shots fired. Are you going to take that? Are you going to let let him just talk to Le- about LeBron like that? Now, if you want to drop co- your comments yeah, below. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> tell me that Kawhi's not as good as passer as LeBron, okay, maybe, but like just in general, I just there's too many times where I see LeBron like players that are not in the goat conversation that are doing things to him, competing with him on his level, but he's a bit older now. But I do not think that LeBron is the GOAT. But I am excited to see Milwaukee come out of the East. What do you think? Who's coming out of the East for you? Well, I think, you know, Milwaukee does have the advantage. You look at their depth. You've got Giannis, obviously. You've got uh, Chris Middleton, a solid shooting guard who's a great two-way player. You've got Eric Bledsoe. You've got George Hill. You've got the Lopez twins. There's a lot to like about Milwaukee. Uh I think Toronto is a dark horse that uh, Milwaukee will have to consider. Also, the Boston Celtics. I look at those. Heck, even the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler and uh, Tyler Hero. Uh, that's an interesting squad right there. So those those three teams is something Milwaukee's going to have to peek over their shoulder about. You don't um, think Philly poses anything? No, I. They're just so inconsistent. I you know yeah, I like them in a seven game series maybe. They use their length. And... Oh, sure, but we all saw what happened last time they were in a seven-game series. Uh, Joel Embiid was crying off the court. Uh, hey, he's passionate, Garrison. <laughs> I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that was the result. Uh, I think, yeah, Philly has an excellent roster. I just, they haven't really proven it. You know, they're, I mean, they're sitting down there at sixth place in the East, 39 and 26. They're below an Indiana Pacers squad. Uh, who's fifth right above them, and they didn't even have Victor Oladipo all year. So I have some concerns for Philly. Uh, when I look at the West, uh, part of me wonders if the Lakers shouldn't have been pushing so hard for that number one seed. They did le- run LeBron a lot, but still, now they got two months off. LeBron's probably fresh as can be. Uh, so he maybe he started this whole thing. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh, let's just get away from that. Uh, the Utah Jazz at, sit at number four, 41 and 23. The Thunder, surprising surprising the heck out of me. They only have Chris Paul really as a star. Steven Adams, of course, he's a stud. Yeah, but, Aquaman. Yeah, sitting at number five. Uh, here's a team that I'm truly disappointed in. That's the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they've got Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Hassan Whiteside, Carmelo Anthony they pick up in free agency, and they're not even in the top eight spots. They're sitting out of the playoffs right now at 29 and 37. So just another interesting spot there. Uh, way too early predictions here. What do you think? Who do you think's going to make it to the finals? Or if you want to go top four and just do conference, conference finals, finals both sides, I'm you down. can do that. Uh, who jumps to mind? Conference finals, I will probably, depending on how the seating breaks down, because if if Milwaukee runs into Boston early, then I think that Milwaukee will obviously be there um, by the end, obviously. So if, as it were now, they would be on the same side of the bracket, right? Mm-hmm. One and three, yeah. That's tough. I would probably take Miami-Milwaukee. If it were the way it is right now, it would be mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Final for me. Miami-Milwaukee. And then uh, for the for the for the West, I think it's going to be Lakers Clippers. I don't think home court advantage is going to end up one and two seed is going to be interchangeable for the first time in yeah, NBA history. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, dude, that place is going to be bonkers. That place is one. The, the tickets are going to be so expensive. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, that's assuming fans are allowed to go to the game. Oh no. 
Why wouldn't they? I mean, you saw Governor Newsom's, like, Dude. expanding it three months. I know, but California is ridiculous. Now, here's what, an, now what if they played at a different Here's place? another thing I've heard. Yeah, I've heard Las Vegas, Orlando, Houston, they could all be NBA hubs to play the games away from these locations. And uh, I haven't seen anything that says the fans are going to be allowed back in. But there's still about 20-plus games left on the schedule, too. So I don't know how they're going to work this out. I mean, I, I think that if you listen to our podcast and you listen to our show, we've been very respectful of the entire corona thing, but at this point we can say it's an overreaction. Yeah. The numbers never shook out to be what they were. I was very respectful of it. I did my part with the social distancing and working from home. But now it's like... Just too much. Why? Why are we still... Yeah. Yeah, it's like less than... Less than 1% for people under the age of 70. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so a, a, an ec- a world economic shutdown, yeah, a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah. But in any case, I hope that fans are allowed back in and it's able to just get rolling. Sports just need to lead the way. And yeah. Then our, our, I mean, the American people want to go to a game. The American a people distraction. Want, yeah, want to return to normal. Let's let them. But anyways, yeah, so I got Clippers, Lakers, uh, Bucks, Heat. What do you got? Uh. Mm. Let's start with the West because I think that's easier. Uh, I think the Nuggets could actually give the Lakers a scare. They won't beat them. I could see them pushing them to six or seven, though. Um, I do agree. I've got to go with the Lakers Clippers coming out one and two, uh, and they meet in the conference finals. Uh, by the way, the Clippers have an agreement for a, an arena of their own at some point. So I think that was a four hundred plus million dollar project Whoa. that Balmer. Where are they going to fit on. all their banners? Yeah. I see what you did there. They don't have any. They don't have any. Well, maybe but they'll add one this year. When they play, they leave ours up, you know, just yeah. so it feels full in there. It would be too echoey without our banner. Sure, there. sure. <laughs> well, they can have their first one after this year, you know, when they beat the Lakers. No, no. No? Okay. If Kawhi, do, if Kawhi does that, what do you? what's your conversation as far as where Kawhi shakes down as far as greatest players of all time? Oh, man. Well, he's still pretty darn young, so I don't even know if I can comment on that yet. Well, I think he cements for me, he himself. Would be, he, would be, he would be top three for me. All time? Yeah. Wow. Guys, comment below. Kawhi Leonard, top three all time. Do you agree with that? That's a hot take yeah, right there. I mean, there. this is my personal opinion. It's just my personal opinion. There's some there's some players that I look at, even though in their era they were really good, that I just, I'm like, that that's not even a conversation. Like, right. It comes down to being the greatest ba- person to touch a basketball. Um, he'd be top three for me. Jordan Kobe. Man, I mean, as a uh, as a former Spurs fan, uh, where he essentially dominated uh, LeBron and the Heat in that series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it, and he played it incredibly in the. Oh no! Here goes the thick pin. He's like, oh, I don't know about that one. Okay, do you put? <laughs> everyone's saying top three. Yes. Okay. Comment below what your top three is. Okay, because I will just tell you what my top three is right right now. Okay, my top three NBA players of all time go like this. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. That's where I'm at as far as the conversation. I can't put LeBron over Kobe yet because I haven't seen him like just straight up dominate people. Like Kobe, I watched Kobe play when he, there was Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum. And Andrew Bynum couldn't even start on the Sixers. So don't tell me that that team was good. That team was not that good. And I've seen him literally go dominate teams where he would score for us like 12, 14 points at a time. 
You know what I mean? Now, LeBron did that when he was young. He doesn't really do that anymore. And I've seen Kawhi come down and do things to LeBron that nobody should do. But I just can't put LeBron above that in the top three. So if if you're and if you're gonna go like '80s players in your top three, then go ahead. But I don't. I'm not a big fan of that era. I just thought it was not that competitive. Okay, uh, Dawson Hardy, my brother. He's not a fan of the Kawhi selection. Yeah, I don't. I mean, okay, put what 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 player are you gonna put in front of Kawhi Leonard that he can't guard? Comment that, Dawson. Fair enough. I, he could, would could he would lock Giannis? magic. He would lock Magic. Magic doesn't have the jumper to do that. He would lock Magic. Don't even talk to me. Larry Bird, he might. He, I don't think Larry Bird's athletic enough to do anything to Kawhi. So, like, we're talking greatest of all time, so you have to be able to let them play. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm a guard, I'm, I'm so not I disputing. think it's all guards. <laughs> you love Kawhi, so you're like, yes. But I just think that Kawhi right now is kind of like, is he, the, is he the great? He went to Toronto, who had no business being in the finals, and then won. Mm. Although you could say LeBron, um, he he left the Eastern Conference that year, so that paved the way for Kawhi Leonard to get to. But he had to beat the West. Everybody thought they would lose. Well, yeah, the war. I mean, yeah, the Warriors that was did, a, that were was a, a good, little hurt, but like right. He's still the Warriors. I I definitely agree with that. I do think he got a little fortunate that year with the Warriors. I mean, KD was coming off oh, a leg injury. Dawson um, says KD should be in the conversation. I mean, I potentially Doss potentially, but uh, also the way he's kind of flamed out recently, uh, the I way he know. took such an easy route to get but some think, of his I think rings. He's a, I think he's a a great. You could probably say KD is one of the greatest offensive threats of all time, but defensively doesn't pose that in the conversation. He just doesn't do for me. He's not well-rounded enough to do that, to say right. that, personally. Yeah, he, he's definitely an all-time great scorer. Um, oh, yeah, for sure, but, offensively. And, I just and, think Kawhi is so... I feel, I feel like when Kawhi's career is done, people will start... This is an early take. It's a hot take, especially if he, especially if he wins out like, and consistently is beating LeBron at the end of LeBron's career and then like continues on after LeBron is gone. Cause like who's gonna who who in the West is gonna compete with Kawhi when LeBron's gone? Right. Yeah, I think um, I think Kawhi Leonard potentially could finish his career top three. I just don't know if I'm sold on it yet, but just well, because how, okay. he's still so young. He's got two rings with the Spurs, right? Pretty sure he's only got he only won the one, one and then he won in Toronto, and now so he could potentially. Rings, so he's got three, so that would put time with LeBron, and people all immediately put him in the conversation with three. And he's lost a gajillion of them. So, like, I don't know. I think just looking at how Kawhi plays against these bigger, like, these bigger name athletes, he never backs down. He's clutch. Yeah. He takes the big shots. He does the dirty work. He plays great defense. Um, I think, obviously, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a popular thought process. But if you're willing to put LeBron in the conversation, then you should be willing to consider a Kawhi conversation, especially if Kawhi beats him head up. But that, anyways, back to your conversation. You think Clippers win the West? Uh, that is that's tough because Anthony Davis, I think, presents a lot of problems for the Clippers. The Clippers, you know, they have a, a solid big, but he's no Anthony Davis. And then the, I do the Lakers still have Demarcus Cousins off the bench, or do you guys release him? No, we have him. You he guys just have hasn't him. Played yet? Yeah. He's hurt. So there you go. Tore his knee in the offseason. Right. 
So if <laughs> he's had a great run, yeah, <laughs> he's not doing much of running anyways. But oh gosh, sorry. Uh, Dawson says I'm hot right now. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, top, top three, three today. today: LeBron, KD, and Curry. No cap. Curry, huh? You put LeBron I... first playing right now, and I... then you put KD, who's currently not playing. Just so you know, I'm he's calling into the show. <laughs> Call in. You yeah. Put him on speaker. Yeah, call in. You can call in to Anchor, by the way. Pretty sure. Just add him. Oh, do I have to stop in the middle of recording? I don't think so. Nope. Oops. Flag added. I don't know how to do this, Dawson. We can have this guy. He's mad. Okay, <laughs> I LeBron, KD, Curry. I don't know if I agree with that top three. I think that Curry's a great point guard. Yeah, out of the top three playing today. Um, I think that I think that people have lost touch with how great Curry is, though. I will say that I would honestly put Curry over KD. Hmm. What do you think about that, Doss? Garrett? Any comments? No. Let me add him, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know why people don't like. He said. He said, laughing my ass off. How does he call? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, can you pull up Anchor on yours? No, you can just call me and I can put it on speaker. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, there's After the number. After you call, I'm going to delete the number, Dawson. <laughs> don't be mad yeah, at me that I the, have differing opinions. That's part of a podcast. All you the thousands of people opinions. are getting Oates' number right now. No, no, there's literally only three people watching me, and I'm going to delete it after he calls, if he calls. Oh, man, he has just shots fired. Is Dawson going to call? That's the question. I'd go LeBron, KD, Kawhi right now, but Curry okay. and Giannis round out the top five. So that's from Garrett. Okay. I, Garrett, I respect that opinion. I but think, the fact that Kawhi is in your top three, and you have to remember the rest of the conversation we were having, is I said, if Kawhi beats LeBron's Lakers and wins a title, then I would allow him in the conversation. Does mm. that make sense? Then I would put him top three in my book. And I'll be honest with you guys, my book is like super guard heavy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just because I'm I'm a fan of basketball. I was never like a basketball um, aficionado. Sure, <laughs> I sure. I wasn't like, you know. Uh, I actually like Garrett's. I would go with LeBron, then Kawhi, then KD. Simply because KD hasn't been... He's coming off of an injury. Oh, oh, we've got a num- we've got a call here. Is that you guys? That's him. That's, That's him. him. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, Hardy and Oates. The very first guest on Hardy and Oates comes completely hating Kawhi in the top three conversation. Now I'm I, I want to preface that we're saying if Kawhi beats LeBron and wins another ring. Hypothetically. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very willing. Just, just, just hear me out. You're, you're putting Kawhi Leonard with that preface, having won two rings in the top three of all-time basketball players. So you're putting him over LeBron? That, that, yeah. He's already won three rings? I, I just find that. Oh, it's... It, they would be tied in, in rings, because Kawhi would have three. Yeah, yeah. So, so I put LeBron in the top three just because of the way that he's played throughout his career. He's 
an incredible athlete. There's no way to deny the fact that he's a good athlete, a good, gets his teammates involved, high basketball IQ. So I put him in the conversation. But if Kawhi were to do that, I would, in my opinion, I would think that Kawhi got the best of LeBron when they've played each other throughout their careers. That's why I would bump him over LeBron, in my mind. Hypothetically. I mean, if you got the better of him one time, I mean, and now towards the end of LeBron's career, you could easily say that. But just look at, look at it from this perspective. LeBron James, arguably, is the best all-around player all time, easily. Kawhi Leonard can't even scratch the surface of the amount of assists and rebounds and um, other stats of LeBron and efficiency. Field goal percentage. If you want to look at stats, we can dive into this, but it's not even close. Like, you do not. No, I think... There's almost a double-double. Yeah. Almost a triple-double. Yeah, I think that um, in the same way that Peyton Manning's stats in the NFL are so incredible that like when you look at them, there's a it's a great way to have that conversation for how good he is. But when he ran into Tom Brady, his postseason runs would end, right? Um, for me, LeBron is the same way. His stats are incredible. But when you see him run into uh, certain things in the finals where he's losing a lot of these finals runs, I guess I'd say, is like... I would agree that Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but is he the greatest because of the way that he lost? I wouldn't say that. So I think it's I think stats are a solid way to go. But I, when I see Kawhi go up against like another great, I feel like his game gets better, and you don't have to make excuses for him. He's gonna handle his business in my mind. Right. I understand the point. That's a fair point. But I would like to point out that Kawhi Leonard had a quick, easy route through last year's playoffs until he reached a, a depleted Warrior squad, whereupon he was able to get his ring. And with the Spurs, he was lucky enough to play with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, Mona Ginobili, and have them help carry him to a ring. So I wouldn't even say mm. he was really the, ever the leader ever, except for the Toronto series where he played a more mediocre Warriors team. So if you look at that, in my opinion, the only real ring that you will have won is the preface ring that you just gave him, beating LeBron, which in my opinion is yet to be seen. So right. I feel like that's a very hot take. You can have it if you want, but I'm not <laughs> right now. All right, I'm All gonna right. I'm gonna interject here really quickly about that Kawhi Leonard thing uh, in the in San Antonio. To be fair, he did win Finals MVP in that series, uh, and he averaged over 20 points per game and double digit rebounds as well, if I remember correctly. Um, and he guard LeBron. And he and gave LeBron, LeBron trouble. If LeBron wanted to win, he had to go through Kawhi was the one guarding him. So. But, uh, I, yeah, I do agree he had a lot more support in San Antonio. Yeah, but that so San Antonio team was a great team. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. LeBron has never played with a team like that. Uh, I'm trying to pull up stats. I would say Kawhi has up on LeBron is his perimeter defense is second to none. I'll give him that. It's Michael Jordan-esque. And I don't know, but, um, I mean, those are really the only points I have. If we can look at the stats, I feel like it's not even close. But if you want to argue that is, um, what is, what, how to how say this, the way he affects the game is more important than the bronze, then, um, I mean, you can have that point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in for the very first guest. We appreciate your take. Absolutely. It was a great take. Man, appreciate you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it here first. Yeah, let's do it. All right, man, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, guys, if you want to get in on the show, 
let's let's do it. Yeah. I'll post my phone number for the for the four fans to see. And then I will delete it. <laughs> big stuff, big stuff. I was trying to pull up uh, LeBron James' numbers here as well as Kawhi's, but my computer is uh, being ridiculous and not letting me do uh, even look at it. So uh, I, I digress. LeBron ha- does have a very impressive uh, His resume is, is really good as far as stats. I'm, I'm, it's kind of like when I, like as I mentioned earlier, I have the same, I have the same feelings about like, like when you look at a Peyton Manning or a Drew Brees, even mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like Drew Brees' stats are outside of this world, yeah. but at the end of the day, does it translate? Is it translating into um, winning winning rings? Yeah, and that's why I put Michael Jordan at the top, like undefeated in the finals, incredible clutch player, and his defensive ability was just as effective in changing the game as his offensive ability. So Yeah, and uh, I don't think with LeBron we've ever seen that same. It, he, I think he did have the defensive ability early when, on. When they beat the Warriors, that was the most. Yeah. That was, the, that was his best um, display of being in the top. But I have him in the top three, so it's not like I hate LeBron. It's not right. like I'm like, LeBron's number nine. Right, like some people like do Paul Pierce, Kobe. like Paul Pierce, by the way, which uh, I oh, posted gosh. earlier today. Dawson, I completely agree. It's just him trying to have his five minutes of fame. Uh, Paul Pierce suggests LeBron's not even in the top five, which I think is just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, Pierce is just doing everything he can to try and stay relevant. Yeah, um, Pierce is definitely top fifty uh, in his position all time. <laughs> <laughs> in his position. There we go. On the Celtics. <laughs> so uh, that took a bit of a detour, um, but that's kind of our take on the NBA as of right now. Yeah. Um, what a what a I, fun conversation. Yeah. I really hope that uh, the playoffs and the rest of the season are able to resume. Yeah. Uh, some NFL free agency. Let's uh, let's move over to another sports league, and we've got about 15 minutes left here on Anchor before it's like going to kick us off. So uh, Devontae Freeman and Carlos Hyde, two solid NFL running backs on display. Uh, both of them were contacted by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Devontae Freeman rejected uh, the Seahawks' $4 million contract offer. Uh, he is also being looked at by the Jets and Eagles. Carlos Hyde, he just had a 1,000-yard rushing season last year, uh, won over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Um, so clearly the Seahawks are looking for some extra depth at running back, especially since Rashard. As proved by signing Beast Mode last year. That's true. Uh, Rashard, Rashad Penny, it was super unfortunate uh, that blew, you know blows his knee out, and it's likely he won't be ready to go uh, once the season resumes. Um, yeah, uh, what, do you, what do you think about those two running backs? Uh, where do you think they would best fit? Uh, do, you think, uh, do you think somebody gets to get, or do you think the Seahawks land one of them? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Good point. Good point. I don't, (laughs) I, okay, this is why, this is why I say that. Um, like, as for, for a running back, that they've, they've been doing like running back by committee for a while with those two running backs being injured and then signing a bunch of people. And then, and then it comes down to like the divisional games that they're going to have to play against the D lines that they're going to have to play. Um, I feel like it's not like a running back's dream to have to go up against the Rams' defensive front or the 49ers', the 49ers defensive, defensive front. front. The Cardinals are yeah. getting better. Yeah, exactly. So it would interest them more to go play for a team like Philly. It would, and you know, and there's just so many. It's 
And it's not like they're offering them the world like so much money, like we're gonna pay you. It's like obviously like, hey, that's that's pretty low. That's pretty low ball numbers. So, I mean, four, I would take four million to play. I I, I I would take four million. My, to my be forty the team. time is about a second off to be an NFL running back. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, you know. Uh, I would take fifty grand uh, and just a good season tickets seats, you know, just. Just but for nothing? For nothing. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever Seahawks, you Seahawks, you hear that? Garrison wants 50 grand and season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me. Uh, anywho, there's still uh, some good NFL free agents Dawson out there. Dawson says Seahawks have 800 running backs. <laughs> this is true. Uh, as you said, running back by committee. Yeah, that, uh, I do think the Seattle offensive line has vastly improved this offseason. We signed a excellent offensive guard from LSU. Uh, and then we've also made some free agent moves to kind of beefen up that uh, offensive line, especially when we lose uh, uh, Britt, our uh, ex- excellent center up the middle. So we're going to have to do some shuffling around there. As always, it always seems to be a makeshift offensive line uh, that Russell Wilson is running around for his life. Um, I wish they would have fixed it by I now. I love the way he plays quarterback, though. Honestly, I think that the fact that he extends plays makes it more difficult on the defense. Whether or not he you you argue his O-line's not helping enough or he's holding the ball too long, he's incredible to watch. And that's why we paid him that ridiculous $140 million or whatever it was. Did you hear that they say that they don't see him signing an extension, that they just think that after his contract's over, he's going to be a free agent, he's going to leave? Wouldn't shock me. I heard it on Fox Sports. Russell wow. Wilson signed by the 49 Is that another Colin Cowherd take? Let's be no, real. No. Well, okay. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Second. Um, second. second. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here second first. Um, well, that's unfortunate news if that's true, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, guys, how's, how's your NFL free agency looking? How are your teams doing? Comment below. Uh, Garrett, you're a Carolina Panther. How do you think they've done? They signed Teddy Bridgewater. Do you like the new coaching staff? We'll Dawson see. Dawson said apparently they tried to trade Wilson to the Browns for Baker last year. Now that I heard was refuted. I'm not sure who, but people, um, Hugh Jackson, head coach of the Browns, came out and said Hugh that was Jackman? ridiculous. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Wolverine? <laughs> the, yeah, the coach who went 1-31. We'll trust what he says. No. <laughs> Sorry, Hugh. Um, but in any case, that uh, that would have been an interesting look right there. Him on the Browns. For me, trading in Russell Wilson for Baker Mayfield is like trading a bag full of cash for a bag full of shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Rated yeah. R. Back full of poo. I, I don't think that they're even on the same playing field even cl- remotely. So hopefully it's a lie. Yeah, here's hoping. Um, I mean, I mean, some people like Baker. We know on this show. I'm not a bit. I'm not a huge fan of Baker. I'm not. So I've heard he's the most immobile, mobile quarterback ever. And then for if you want to rate him as a pocket passer, it's bad. Especially last year. I think in his first season he showed flashes uh, where it. People in Cleveland thought, oh, my gosh, our savior has arrived. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in shiny new toys for him in the, the likes of Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Uh, they have a great rookie, or not a rookie anymore, but they have a great young tight end in David Njoku. They have running backs in uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, and who else is a running back there? Uh, the, he was like a really good uh, Chubb. Chubb. Yep. I couldn't think of him. So that offense is loaded with weapons. Uh 
granted the offensive line wasn't great, but still, you should have been able to do better than what six and ten, seven and nine, whatever they finished. You just wish that they would be more. There was games where they just weren't competitive offensively, where you just watched three and out after three and out, and you're just like sitting there, and you're like, now, granted, it could be a coaching thing, and now they've changed that, so. So, Good luck to but him. now it's kind of like Baker. We've changed the coach for you. Yeah. We brought in some offensive line talent. What are you going to do? Yeah. So it's all up on it's all up to him now. Um, he says Cam's Cam has been buns. <laughs> yes, buns. All right. <laughs> uh, the Panthers going to get rid of McCaffrey. Dawson says question mark. Ooh, Garrett, what do you think? You're our Panthers expert. Come on. He said no. We just signed him to a massive contract. Thank you, Garrett, our voice of the Panthers. A voice of the Carolina Panthers. We have a huge market for that here in Lewiston, Idaho. Uh, so I want to jump to ESPN coming out with their next documentary. Uh, Lance Armstrong appears to be their next feature on ESPN. Uh, here's how the article goes far from the USA Today. ESPN's acclaimed documentary series on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls attracted 5.6 million viewers per episode on average over the past five weeks, leaving the sports network with a giant void to fill now that it's over. What will it do for an encore? The answer is a two-part film on Lance Armstrong, which might even be more captivating in at least one aspect. While Jordan could be a jerk sometimes for the sake of winning basketball, Armstrong could be a jerk on steroids, literally and figuratively. Armstrong also reportedly isn't very fond of the film in which he stars. Quote, we went toe-to-toe on a couple of issues in the film, and I haven't talked to him since, showing him the film in December, said the film's director, Mariana Zenovich. Uh, I don't want to go into details, but I was very clear with him that I was going to make the film that needed to be made, and I did, and I think he's processing that. Yeah. That was from USA Today, if you want uh, to read that yourself. Um by the way, there's a uh, video, there's a movie about him already on Netflix. If you guys want to check that out, if you're into some sports shows, I highly recommend it. It's about two hours long. Uh, I did not realize the extent that this this scandal went. Basically, he was protected because of his cancer um, his cancer foundation that he founded. He was worth millions upon millions. So if anybody tried to come forward with any dirt on him. He would shut them down and basically strong arm them to say, "You keep your mouth shut. You can't. You can't get me." He was very arrogant about it too, and uh, somebody was quoted in the film as calling him a pathological liar um, and a, a psycho. So, cycling psycho. A cycling psycho. Uh, I like it. Let's trademark. Um, but yeah, it's it was very scary. And at one point, the doctor there, he was in uh, uh, for treatment during his cancer trials and uh, a doc- the doctor asked him had you been on any steroids or whatnot it looks like you have something to say Dawson says more captivating than Jordan a bicycle please <laughs> <laughs> well hey this guy has a lot of dirt on him and so it, it might be worth a look Doss um, in any case it, he the doc he, the doctor asked so have you been on any performance enhancers and he just starts rattling off performance answer after performance answer and his team is just sitting around him mouth agape like did you just admit to all this and none of it came through until years later well, so don't they have the whatchamacallit there's like a thing that doctors can't hipaa it's like a privacy thing doctors hippocratic can't. oath no it's like it's a hipaa <laughs> you sign it every time you go 
to a doctor that they're not going to give your information to anybody. Well, yeah, but he still had like ten to twenty people in that room. Oh, you think so? How come flipped on him? How come one of them didn't just break the news? But it's like he said, he was so powerful. I I don't like. I don't like the. I don't. I don't even like giving him a moment in the light again. You know, I just remember when all that Livestrong stuff went like super cheap, and you found it in like secondhand stores and stuff because like mm. everybody was like immediately went from like, oh, you're an icon to like, get out of here. Right. And it's just, it's it's like what Dawson says. At the end of the day, it's professional bicycling. We don't. America doesn't care. We never really did. Right. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> we don't watch the Tour de France. We don't... He was the only one that made it relevant, though, considering how many Tour de France he won. But it's just the same won. thing as, like, everybody's a swimming fan when Michael Phelps is winning until, you know, he right. retires. And, and then everybody, when the Olympics comes, loves to watch, you know, the Olympics if Team USA is winning. But if we're not winning, then no one cares. Everybody loves women's soccer while we're winning, right? Mm-hmm. But... And then as soon they as they start political. losing, then what? Right. That's true. Then that's nobody fair. cares again, and I don't think they're going to handle that well. <laughs> that's that's very true. We've seen some of their oh, Also, yep, uh, something to mention to the world. Don't play Dawson in FIFA. I've seen what can happen to a man. Why did you bring that up? Just saying. Screw you, man. I mentioned soccer that was for a second. not cool. Uh, yeah, saying. we don't want to talk about that. Dawson, get off the show. Uh, so... Let's end the show on this. Madden showdown on Friday. Uh, it's going to be the Seahawks versus the 49ers. In I've been the getting... Super Bowl. Two NFC teams for the first time ever. That's how it happens. Uh, we I... can do that on that. I've been getting Madden. some practice in. Uh, I've been think practicing you're... on pro? Um, all Madden. Okay, me too. Yeah, that's what I thought. You've been losing to the 49ers and been frustrated at home? No, I've been dominating. Okay, good. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't really been practicing that much. But in any case, I, I know. I was practicing last night at 1 in the morning. I don't buy it. I swear. Guys, comment below. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I promise. Uh, yeah. I will say, though, that Jadavion Clowney is causing me some fits uh, yeah. up front so far. And we still have him, luckily. So So I might go update rosters and get Trent Williams on. <laughs> that's that's not fair. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, Madden Showdown on Friday. Comment below who you got. Make sure you're tuned in for that. Maybe we'll do some fan games. Who knows? If we got time for that, we'll see. Um, and then a new feature coming to the hook and ladder, the daily news brief. Uh, we're, we've, I think it would be nice if we just had a little five to ten minute segments. Just say, hey, here's what happened in the world of sports today. Uh, if we don't have one of these live sure, hour-long yeah. shows. Uh, that way it just keeps the content coming for you guys, keeps it fresh. Um, so, yeah, that is a new feature coming to the Hook and Ladder, and I'll be trying to do that uh, Monday through Friday. So we'll yep. see. We'll see if how long I can keep that up. And stay tuned for more international uh, football, soccer information that's going to be coming because they are back on the pitch. The Prem is training. Calcio is training. Let's go. Soccer is back. Nature is healing. Chelsea is ready for the run. No, they're going to get bounced from the UCL. Just you wait. Um uh, yeah, that is about all we got, guys. Madden Showdown on Friday. Uh, stay tuned for that, as well as Daily Tottenham News Briefs. getting relegated, question mark? No, we're eighth. That would take the fall of the century, and we still got Hyungman's son. We got Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, back. he's back Yes, <laughs> from training in South Korea. That's right. That's... We've got Steven Bergwijn. 
Uh, we've got a lot of talent. Lucas Mora. Uh, we've got a lot of talent. People are haters. We'll be fine next year coming for the top four. Yeah, well, if it's got a spur in it, Garrison's all about it. Spur, spur. Go, spurs, go. Let's get it. Ladder. And uh, he's hardy, and I'm Oates. He was supposed to—I thought he would take that. I tried to tee it up. It didn't work. Oh, sorry. I'm just too triggered over your Tottenham comments. In any case— Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next time.